one is what the passage will be. If you can, please just uh, flip your Bibles uh, and open that passage. It will be interesting uh, for you to look at the words. We're going to do more like uh, a detailed look at those words. It's it's a uh, it's a common passage, but the more I looked at it and looked at it, I began to realize, hey, Kumbe, all this time there were there were some very interesting details uh, to this passage that we had missed. Uh, I personally had missed. Maybe others already found them. But in, in looking at the quiet place, in looking at a, a time to spend with God in the morning and the challenges that come with it, I, I mentioned only three um, uh, wrong practices, or you can think of them as lies, three famous lies. They're not the three most famous lies, but they're three famous lies that sometimes we believe concerning a quiet place, a quiet time with God. And the first lie is, I'm so busy. I know, you must be thinking, Devi, you do not know my life. <laughs> I don't know my life. But the word busy here, or being busy, is relative. I'll give you an example. This week, um, and I think some part of last week, uh, Grace and I decided we are going to give our kids away and just be just the two of us. Remember that song, just the two of us. Okay, it's not a gospel song. It's not good to be seeing on this show. But we just wanted to be just the two of us. And so I gave the kids to my mom. I said, no, my mom, my brother. And uh, I told her, I mean, I told, I told him that, can we pick these kids maybe in like three days? And I'm thinking I'm asking for a lot. And he goes like, yeah, it's okay. Drop them at the house. And I took him there, dropped them, and we came back. And the three days went very quickly. So we came up with another plan. Let's take them to the sisters, Gracie's sister's house. And so we took him there. And this time we were supposed to be staying there longer. Why? Because we want to get this moment back, the moments we had, just the two of us. So I talked to my mom. For some reason, I woke up in the morning and thought about my mom, like, ah, let me give my mom a call. So I talked to my mom. And she's like, oh, how is your family? How are the kids? Usually they ask that. Oh, my grandmothers usually ask that. So I tell her, I gave the kids away. Um, the work was too much. I have never had my mother laugh. She wasn't laughing with me. She was laughing at me. Because <laughs> when it comes to raising kids, you have not even done anything yet. I think we're supposed to be 11 children with my mom alone. I came, I come from a polygamous family. And uh, there's about, I think, uh, very few of us who are left. But the, my mom has raised kids. Some are not even her own. Until today, there are some others she's still raising. Until now, And she's not young. She's not young. But she laughed at me and she's saying, David, you're saying two. And you're saying the work is too much. She could not believe I'm complaining at number two. And so usually we think we're busy until someone else looks at our work and it's not as busy. Why am I saying this? I'm not saying we're comparing who is more busy than others. But somehow you can be convinced that you're busy. Yet there are busier people than you who have found time with the Lord. There are people busier than you that have found time to be with the Lord. The reason this lie, I'm so busy, is such a big lie, is that it convinces you that you're justified not to find time for the Lord. 
And I think I like what Lucy said, where he says, I'm too busy not to find time with the Lord. And uh, this, this concept of being so busy not to find time with the Lord is coupled with another lie to think that because you're serving God, especially for us who are in ministry, missionaries, because you think you're serving the Lord, he will excuse you and say, it's okay, go share the gospel, don't spend time with me. That's another lie that is coupled with this whole I am so busy lie. And uh, these are last famous words. I'm busy are last famous words, or they're famous last words. Because people who have burned out and have quit everything to do with God, we are so busy to spend time with God. And in the end, what happens is you lose even the things that you love to do eventually. Um, there's a biblical balance to work. There's a biblical balance to spending time with God. And in Mark chapter 1, verse 29, is what I promised to be looking at. From verse 29, it says, And immediately he left the synagogue and entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now, Simon's mother-in-law lay ill with a fever, and immediately they told him about her. And he took and he came and took her by the hand and lifted her up, and the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick and oppressed by demons, and the whole city was gathered together at the door. I, I don't know if these are exaggerations, which I don't believe they are, but think about this. That evening, we're talking about what part of the day? In the evening. At what point? At sundown. What did they do? They brought to him all, not some, but all, who were sick and oppressed by demons. Now, not, we're not talking about just fevers. We're talking about people who are mad, running around, possessed. Okay? Now, look at the next part. It says, the whole city was gathered together at the door. You imagine a city at the door. There's no other definition of busy. And what did he do? He healed many who were sick with various diseases. And he cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. Now, here's a second lie that we believe when it comes to finding time with God. Lie number two, the first one was, I'm so busy. Number two, we usually say, I need to rest. And I put this in parenthesis. Tonight, to this, today I'll just sleep in. I will sleep in. I need to rest. I will do what? I will sleep in. I'm not getting up early. Tonight I will sleep in. Why? Because I need to rest. Now, if you look carefully in Mark chapter 1, verse 35, where we ended, he has had a very busy day, busy evening. What the Bible is saying there, Mark 135 says, And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place to do what? And there he prayed. And rising very early in the morning, while it was still dark, he departed and went out to a desolate place, and there he prayed. Lie number two, I need to rest. I will sleep in. This lie gives the impression that time with God is work. You are not tired enough not to spend time with God. And time with God is not work. You are tired, but spend time with God. 
because that is not extra work. It is not a to-do list that you must accomplish as part of the day. In fact, spending time with God is a time to rest. Because the psalmist says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. And what does he do? He restores my soul. Time with God is God leading you beside quiet waters. It is God making you lie down in green pastures. It is God restoring your soul. Out of all the anxieties that COVID-19 has brought, every time I think about the possibility of ending up in Namboli, I put on my mask. That can be anxiety. You say, I'm not going anywhere today. That can be anxiety. But when there's so much anxiety, what does God do? He restores your soul. How does he do that? When we sit down in a quiet place and open his word. The ability to find peace and rest in God is very key because it reflects a very mature relationship with God. One, we're not forced to do it where you know you have a devotion for God. I, I'm completely reminded, every time this happens to me, I'm reminded of that psalm. I think it's psalm, I forget the number, I think psalm 42, it must be psalm 42, where it says, as a deer pants for the water, so my soul pants for you. And I ask myself the question, does my soul thirst for God? Does my soul thirst for God? Is it there? that I'm getting up, what Lucy was talking about earlier on, do I get up and I just cannot wait? Think of this as a good friendship. And I remember when I was still at uh, university, at UCU, this is in Mkono, almost every weekend I returned home from UCU to spend time with Grace. There are days I didn't have money for transport, and uh, I only had money one way, just going one way. And uh, I put my pride aside and I'll tell Grace, you know what, I'm not even able to come this week. I only have money for one way. Can you help me find 5K to return? And she would say, yes, I'll find the 5K and I'll make my way back home. I can count the weekends. For all the three years, I can count the weekends I never went home. They're about three or four. Three or four. I think one of those was an exam that weekend. But you see, you try not to put exams on Sunday. But I went home to spend time. Now, I need you to understand that I'm not trying to show off. Okay? I'm honestly trying to remind you that you also have a special friend with whom you cannot wait to spend time. You have that special friend, a human being, who you just cannot wait. You have a friend. And the question I want to ask is, do you dread that moment with that friend? Time with him is not work. Time with God is not work. And I'm going to ask the question, is God that kind of friend that you are willing, are ready to spend time with? Don't confuse the two. So lie number one is, I'm so busy. Lie number two is, I need to rest. I will sleep in. And the final lie that I have here is, lie number three that says, when things clear out, I will find time. And my friend, that day may never come. We began COVID with uh, incubation period is two weeks. Lockdown is uh, for just the next four weeks. And then we will decide, the government will decide until today. We've not decided six months later. Things are not clearing out. Your schedule is not going to clear out anytime soon. You cannot say when things clear out, I'll find time. 
that day is going to get worse and worse and worse. That day may never come. We should learn to create the time, create the time. Now look at this, Mark, again, in, in chapter one, Mark one, verse 36. And Simon, this is now the next day. And Simon and those who are with him, they began to search for him. They searched for him and they found him and said to him, everyone is looking for you. Everyone is looking for you. Now, it was in the mix of all of that that Christ chose to go another direction. It was in the mix of everyone is looking for him that he chose to go another direction. He did not wait until no one was looking for him anymore. It was in the mix of everyone looking for him that he chose to cut out time and say, we are going a different direction. That time may never come when no one is looking for you. That time may never come. You have to make the choice and create the time. Create the time. Now, as I finish this, is I noted down a couple of things. Number one is one of the results of failure to find time is a purposeless feeling. When you fail to find time with God, you begin to generate this purposeless feeling. I honestly don't know have the right words to describe this but that purposeless feeling of what am I up to? That's because you've not gone to the one that gives direction. And clarity comes when we speak to the Father. Look at verse 38. Verse 38. He says, and he said to them, let us go to the next towns that I may preach there also. For that is why I came out. And he said to them, let us go to the next towns that I may preach there also, for that is why I came out. That is why I came. What a mission statement. What a mission statement. That clarity came to him. That clarity can come to you as well. For why does he, what does he want you to do? And when you spend time with the Father, that clarity even becomes I don't know. The, 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 your mission statement becomes clearer because you're getting directions, you're getting matching orders from the general himself. And also not what the other word that he said. And he said to them, let us go to the next towns. Now, all of this I'm talking about is around the area of so much noise, of so much busy, busy and busy and busy. And one of the things I noted when I was thinking about this passage is he involved the disciples. He said, let us go to the next towns. And then he says that I may preach there also. So it is his um, mission, Christ's mission, but he's involving others as well. And I said, it's, it's important that we involve others in the work that God has called us to. Whatever it is, it may not be missionary work. It may be... Sorry, Lucy, it may be raising children in a godly way. We can involve others to be able to help us in this process. It doesn't have to be completely overwhelming. We don't have to do it alone. We can involve others. And I said, you don't have to die in the movie alone. Let others help you. Let others help you. I'm beginning to learn to teach others to do what I do so that they too can feel the joy of doing what they love to do. Let others help you in what God has called you to do. Teach others to do what you're doing. 
that they too may enjoy in the fruit of what you're doing. Now, here is something for you to know. Is it possible that God has called them in the same direction? He might have called them to do the same work that you're doing. So please don't deny them the opportunity. And I know in this case, Christ is God. He's the same one who has called them. He's the same one who's involving them. But I think it's such a great and niche example for us to follow in saying we don't have to do this alone. Let us go together. Let us go to the next town that I may teach there, that I may preach there also, because that's why I came out. As we think about this, remember that you are not as busy as you think. Time with God is not work. And you don't have to do all the work alone. Time with God will clear that fog. You will begin to see the role others play in your life as well. If you're going to listen to a podcast before you go to bed, you can as well grow in your faith. Cabin Devils, your number one live podcast. Every Monday, Wednesday and Friday, 9 p.m. East African time.